Hello guys and girls, and welcome to episode 139 of the F Reality Podcast, your one-stop shop for the weekly news from the metaverse. In the news this week, we'll be talking about an awesome update to Oculus Link, Half-Life Alex finally gets Steam Workshop support, Rowdy talks about the new Unreal Engine 5, and Zim has got some releases for you to look forward to next week. But before we kick off the show, let me introduce you to the team and find out what their highlight of the week has been this week. Also, let us know what your highlight of the week has been this week in the chat and we'll read out some of your suggestions. So first up, this guy likes to drop it like it's hot, dressed up as a chili in the virtual club. It's mover and shaker. Nathy, how you doing, man? What's up? Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Yes, we had a, a lovely party uh, last night in VR chat to... You know, kick off the weekend, this quarantine uh, party with all these DJs, you know, uh, um, showing off their, their their skills. But it was great. It was really fun because, like, imagine this, this, this virtual nightclub with all these random avatars just, you know, hanging about, chatting to each other, dancing, uh, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. That was awesome. And it, and it was free. You know, you just jump in and it, it's pretty much the same thing as, as going to a real party, I would say. Uh, well, I, you, I saw you busting those moves, Nady. I saw you busting them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, uh, I was uh, dressed up as a, as a pepper or something. Chili it? pepper. Yeah. <laughs> chili pepper. Red yeah. hot chili pepper. Yeah, and then I said, like, you know, I'm like hot and, uh, you know, spicy moves. That's <laughs> like totally getting into my role, you know, like role playing. Mm, give, like it away, give it away, give it uh, away. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was great. Uh, I can totally recommend you, you know, going into VR chat because uh, they're like these kind of parties almost every week. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, I uh, played uh, Tetris Effect on the mm. Quest and the... Uh, I did play it before, uh, uh, of course, on on the PlayStation VR. Uh, I checked when that you know happened. It was like two years ago, uh, 2018. Wow, has time it been flies. that long? Yeah, yeah, oh. time flies. It's crazy. I know, I know. But um, so I uh, jumped back in. Um, yeah, it's the same experience. Uh, it you know it's it may be a little bit of a downgrade visually, but uh, it's not like you notice that. Uh, Especially if you have never played on a PlayStation VR before and then go to the Quest. Um, but um, so, you know, it's Tetris, but it's like a futuristic version of it. It's, it's, it's like the past meeting the future. And it's, it's a mix of, of, of being a puzzle game, but also a rhythmic title. So it's like all kinds of genres in, uh, in one. So what you do is you just play Tetris like you would usually do. And then around you, there is this world that slowly comes to life the more lines you finish. So the more you score, the more the environment starts to interact with you. It's, 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 it's really cool. It's trippy, but it also is, you know, a pleasure for the eyes and extremely orgasmic because uh, when you turn your blocks because you have to, otherwise you're going to lose, right? Otherwise you will hit the ceiling. Uh, you can hear the music reacting to that, but also um, the, let's say, the particles and things like that. So, yeah, it, it, it's art on itself. And I think, again, like, you know, uh, this is like a totally new version of Tetris. And, and it's, uh, it, like, it, it's, it's amazing how they pulled this off, because who knew that you could combine VR with Tetris in a way like this? Um, I've seen... Uh, a huge discussion on the price some people saying it's too expensive but i feel like those people are the ones that have not tried it because mm. it's not like you can play one game mode and it's tetris like you you have always played now there are like features that 
the classic Tetris doesn't have. And you have all kinds of game modes from uh, relaxing ones to very spicy ones that challenge you, that test your skills. So uh, I think content-wise, there is so much going on in this game. So the price that is on there at the moment is a fine price. So mm. What is the but price? Is it like the- 30 bucks or something? It's yeah. As far as I know, it's thirty dollars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Be covering it later. But the thing that I would say about it is, um, like the PSVR had a demo, a free weekend essentially, and mm. you could play. And I that's when I got to play it. And at the time, I was like, ah, this is a bit of pricey. But like Nathy said, it's a full game. It's not just Tetris redone with a little spin like we've seen before. No. It's it's really a reimagining of like what it's like if you took Tetris. Tetris is 100%. This is another 50% on top of it. Mm-hmm. And it's, I would I would agree. There's enough modes and there's enough trancey fucking music that's just badass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I want to be in there, not even to play Tetris, just to, just to experience the music because it's exactly what I saw Nathie doing and you, Mike, on this uh, on on this on this on this dance floor thing. It's yeah. exactly that. It's that great vibe of like I'm in the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think doing the, lines. The, it's very um, it's very immersive and it's almost mesmerizing and hypnotic in a way because you get into this like trance like state, a bit like yeah. sound self almost to a certain degree. Although it is. The, you know, you you get into this like this little world and you you forget about everything else. And uh, it, and it's Tetris. You know, everyone loves Tetris. So yeah, uh, yeah I, I I'd recommend the... this one as well. I think the main problem this game has since it came out is that it's hard to sell from outside of VR. Mm -hmm. Because when you look at it, when you see the videos, yes, it's very trippy, but you're like, okay, but this is just Tetris with some some cool disco effects and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But then when you uh, dive into it, then you understand what it's like and then you want more. And that's why, you know, we should have a, a demo of that on every platform. Yeah, I agree in that, you know, they they probably made the game with VR in in mind, but they kind of released it as a 2D version of the game as well that didn't necessarily hit home as well as the the VR version did. Because, you know, when you've got this huge virtual whale, you know, swimming by you when you're smashing these blocks, it's, it's, it's amazing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice one. Nice suggestion. Go check it out. Tetris Effect, available now on the Oculus Quest. It's also available on PC, by the way, but you need to get it from the Epic Store. Yeah, is it? Uh, is the I don't know if the VR support works on that. One, yeah, yeah, it? it works. Yeah, that's how I played okay. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, that is Tetris Effect. Uh, this next guy, he loves nothing more than going on a nice paddle in his little boat. But instead of packing his his packed lunch, he's packing C4 and an MP5. <laughs> Zimtok Five, how you doing, dude? C4, Zimtok Five. I see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was good. Actually, speaking of games that are like. It's the opposite of what Tetris Effect is, Phantom Covert Ops. It's um, it's very much. I was I was thinking this after having played it and watched the the footage back. Like that game looks sick on a flat screen. It mm. looks really good. It looks like this atmospheric like spy thriller. A- actually, to to their advantage. But I felt that the game had 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 some control issues. Um, I liked it, but it was like you know things like pushing yourself off a wall and stuff. Anyway, I, I'm, did, I'm did you right. find that, that that it didn't work then, or what, what was um, the deal with that? So, so I just think if I was to compare the two, like um, uh, Tetris Effect is very much a game that doesn't look as well as it plays. And I think Phantom actually looks better than it plays. It's kind right. of the opposite. And it's okay. just, um, but Phantom looks like you look at Phantom on a, a 2D screen, you're watching it because of the pace. 
I think our eyes are accustomed to like less motion. Now that said, Tetris doesn't have a lot of motion anyway. Mm-hmm. Getting into a one-way debate here, but um, <laughs> it's, uh, same, it's the same way bone works. By the way, you know, it, it looks great, but when you play it, it's quite hard. Yeah, to... I found, and that's that's what I found with Phantom. Um, now I won't go into too much depth with Phantom. It wasn't uh, it wasn't the one that I was going to pick to highlight, but um, sure. I, I I like the kayaking and VR experience. Um, the thing I would say is I found the kayaking experience in uh, the National Geographic title, as much as it's more of a taster or sampler, a little bit better. Um, and and I still think Phantom is, is, is pretty cool and people are gonna enjoy it if they buy it, but I just found that funny disparity. Um, for me, the thing was, I, I took up a recommendation, I think really from you, Mike, about uh, down the rabbit hole. And I went mm-hmm. back, I do like Alice games. Like uh, some years ago, holy cow, I don't know how far back this was now, but there was a Quake 3 engine game called Alice. Um, and that was that was fun. Like you were, it was more like first-person shootery, but you weren't shooting. You were just venturing through this this like level, and it, it kind of brought me back to that. The thing that really surprised me about it, um, in a really positive way, was that it, like the environments around you aren't. It's not just one room. It's not just one architecture. Like when you go room to room, they really play with scale and scale of the environment and scale of the objects, and the characters are really mapped well. So although it's a little bit um maybe slow paced for kind of my my hot fuel high octane blood um like about an hour in i was kind of like okay yeah yeah the puzzles are kind of irking on me now uh it's it's really well designed i felt for what i've played of it so far and and yeah it it was a great experience so if you're looking for a game and again I'll, i'll remind psvr owners uh, the rabbit hole is a completely different experience to <laughs> down the rabbit hole. Again, shame on you, Sony. Um, down the rabbit hole was was really good, and I could see a whole age range really appreciating that game. I think it's nice. So, so that that shooter you were talking about is called Alice Madness Returns, or is that a different one? That might because be a reboot what... of the same one. It was just Alice. It was just like oh, Alice yeah, okay. in Caps. Based that's on what the I was uh, thinking about too. That horror uh, version of it. <laughs> There's been a few. It's odd. Like, why yeah, is Alice in f- Wonderland something that people like? to make games from it doesn't seem like a you because it speaks to the imagination and it, 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 there's so many ways that you can interpret it mm-hmm. i mean the, the book as well written by uh is it lewis i think it's lewis right? um oh what was his name yeah i had it last week um yeah yeah but the the, the way that you can interpret that is also oh. like there's like a lot of different ways <laughs> you, that you can uh interpret the, you, the entire story you want to go even deeper there's also this i forgot about it ellis vr Alice. That's, oh, yeah, that's also yeah. that's also a game. That's true. It has nothing that's to do true. with Alice in Wonderland, no. but it's called Alice VR. What was that? That was like this exploration title. Uh, it, it's been a while, but <laughs> there are like a lot it's of Alice. It's Lewis, Lewis Carroll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just found it. <laughs> Sorry for confusing you all now. So with um, Down the Rabbit Holes in, would you say it's got enough to pull, keep pulling you back? You're like, you're definitely looking forward to going back and playing some more? Oh, it's it's really on the fence for that. Like, I really do want to play more. I've just been chopping through so many indies recently. You know what it feels good to do is, like, catch up on your backlog. Oh, so yeah. So that, that might win out, and there are a few games I've been playing, even things like Pixel Rip 1995. <laughs> like, I've really enjoyed where I've gotten to, but there's so much more to just to yeah. try out you know you're like you're like a food tester in the end yeah um and and, and and so that's that's the thing that i find that like you know you get an hour or two out of it and you appreciate what you did and and for me that was enough but i'm sure other people would finish it because it's it's nice how long is it 
I have no idea, but I feel that I feel your pain of that. You know, like I I feel like I have to push myself just to go and complete the game like in one go almost because otherwise I'm never going to go back to it again. Like that's the way I feel about yeah. it. But that's just uh, you know like first world problems that we have to deal with. Yeah. Um, but anyway, anyway, good suggestion down the rabbit hole. Go check it out. It's available on pretty much all platforms. Yeah. Um, so this next guy, he'll soon be neck deep in poutine, heading out to Canada soon. Is Belgium's biggest export. It's Rowdy VR. How you been, dude? And what's your highlight of the week this week? Yeah, I'm not. I'm doing great. Actually, I uh, this week I picked up the Oculus Quest uh, again uh, mm. because uh, my Oculus Rift S is all packed up and uh, hopefully ready to go. Um, but since I saw everyone playing Phantom Ops on the <laughs> Oculus Rift S, I thought, you know, I'll give it a shot on the Oculus Quest. And I still had... Uh, an early access version to an older build yeah. that they had uh, and i've shown that actually to a couple of my friends but i hadn't fully played through it myself yet so i picked that one up since i used to be a huge fan about um from like the original uh, splinter cell Splinter Cell, what a badass like, game uh, i i love that game like and i've always been the kind of character i want to play stealth but everyone I encounter <laughs> needs to die. <laughs> well, your name's Rowdy after all. It makes sense. <laughs> but that, that's always the way that I play these kind of stealth games. If it's Hitman, if it's like Spinter Cell, <laughs> every character will die before I move on to the next level. And that's the way I played Phantom Ops, um, uh, Phantom Covert Ops as well. So the first one I uh, I encountered, I tried going stealth. Uh, I pulled out my little silence rifle, uh, my, my silence pistol, a shot, missed, oh, yeah. pulled out the MP5 and just went like a... <laughs> <laughs> I killed everyone. But I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I did have a little bit of uh, issues with like the, the kayaking, but then again, I probably have real life issues in a kayak as well if I'm being shot at. So uh, <laughs> that, that, might, that might be more to do with the way that I... Uh, boat my kayak. Have you kayaked for real, Rowdy? Or... I'm I'm kind of curious if you've actually. I, done. I have, but like with like friends and a lot of booze. Like <laughs> <laughs> the best way. <laughs> not, not like uh, not like in any kind of way that would be a reference for holding an MP5 or yeah. a sniper rifle. We we should uh, highlight yes. as well that uh, Phantom Cover Ops. Um, it's not due out for a while yet. It's due out on the twenty yes, fifth of June. Twenty fifth of June. Exactly. We've just yeah. we've just all been given um, early access to like the first couple of levels uh, to check yeah. it out. And, it's an um, alpha. That's a fair point that you pointed it out, Rowdy. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, nice. And uh, it's coming out for the Oculus Quest as well, which I actually, I mean, it's been a while since I played with the Quest. The last mm. I played was Half Life Alex with the Oculus Rift S, um, and it was a little bit hard for me to go from the Rift S to the quest mm. mainly not the visuals not like that comfort. but just the comfort yeah. yep. uh, the comfort on the Rift S is still so much better and, and like it's one of those headsets even I wouldn't say that you don't notice wearing it but you notice it far less than for example with the Oculus Quest I still get really hot when I'm wearing the Oculus Quest and like the the, the, the weight weighing down from the from the top like it still bothers me I don't like the foam that much on it even with the VR cover it's, it's improved but it's still not you know what it feels uh, like it's like you know a melon wearing a Rift S and, he, and, and this melon is just fine and then this melon wears an Oculus Quest and it's like you know putting these elastics around this oh. melon and it slowly starts to 
you know, oh boil, and then that's how my head usually feels after an hour then, or so. See, it's that's like a perfect description. Oh my yes. god! Yeah, that's next time I put on Oculus Quest, I'm gonna imagine my skull bursting. Well, Thanks. that's what it kind of feels like slowly. But it, it, literally, if anyone I ever animates this bad. podcast, they need to take that segment and animate it because that's gonna. Yeah. That's gonna oh, you, do, you just have to buy a melon. Put a quest on there. Just wait for an hour. It's gonna explode. <laughs> <laughs> genius genius well good, su- good yeah. suggestion there rowdy um, by the way if you if you're checking out phantom and you're interested about this game um it looks amazing on the rift like uh, you know like zim said uh mm. quest it plays exactly the same the gameplay is identical but the graphics have been really uh, pumped up on the rift version and it looks super nice in vr on the rift so i played a, a way older version as well yeah i think it's the version that they showed back at it's- when they Announced the game. Yeah, that's like a nine-month old. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like you had a, you had access to like C4 in that demo. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was I a lot of fun. It. You don't get that in the, the build that we've got right now. Yeah, so. I was going to say I didn't. Yeah, uh, so good suggestions all round. Um, so let's uh, see what the chat has been up to and, and maybe some suggestions from them this week. <laughs> yes. So uh, we have uh, Wato UK, who played lots of GTA V in glorious VR. Now, as you all may know, uh, it's free on the. Uh, epic store but that one doesn't work we don't think so not yet no um we we had someone tweet uh at least not with the mod that is now available no um so i think that the the vr mod is specifically catered towards the steam vr version um but the epic store version may get patched to support it so you're still it's still worth grabbing it to put in your library anyway because it's free and Uh uh, just pray that the the mods can get it to work it's just just a matter of of game files no uh, it's something to do with the script hook, uh, the way the mods yeah. work. Uh, so yeah, it's just a case <laughs> of uh, adapting it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, getting GTA anyways, even if it's Pancake, uh, it's not a it's, bad idea. It's still a great game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, we have uh, Great Tantrum, who played a little bit, a little bit of Beat Saber, just a little bit. I don't know what that means, but a little bit. So like two, maybe maybe like two rounds or something. Uh, then we have Bug Bites. Uh, he says that his highlight was. Finally, uh, finishing the gnome achievement uh, in oh. Half Life Alex. Oh, he was oh, at that God. a few weeks, I think. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. So, I'm uh, hard. I hope. <laughs> I I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh, and then also, you know, uh, one hand uh, mode only. That that's like the real challenge. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, is like that possible? With Can you one hand it with the? Well, there is. Yeah, there no, is yeah, like we just need to drop it, shoot it, and pick it back up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's gonna <laughs> oh take you a long time. Uh, then we have uh, Jesse, who uh, mainly uh, played Echo Arena this week. And then last but not least, we have Chris Richardson, who started playing Cordless Gorn with his quest through Virtual Desktop. Welcome nice. to the future, folks. There you nice. go. Nice. Good suggestions from the chat this week as well. Yeah. Um, so if you don't know who I am, my name is Mike, uh, host of the show from Virtual Reality Oasis. Um, so what I've been uh, playing this week, uh, I've been playing a lot of stuff, a bit of Phantom on the Rift. Uh, I'll be talking more about that probably next week. Um, but the thing I wanted to highlight was what Nathy talked about at the beginning of the show. And this was this event that Nathy and I attended last last night in VR chat, a virtual event called Virtual Base. Now, it was a private event. So, uh, you know, you couldn't just just join as a public room and they they had to kind of lock it down to maximum of 60 people throughout the whole event because um it was their first ever event and they they were worried about any sort of like crashing or anything like that because it was quite intensive environment and uh if if we're sort of playing the video you'll you'll understand why um but essentially what this was was a two-day event that was hosting 30 virtual djs um and they were all playing like edm music 
uh, in this custom room. Kind of reminded me of that uh, scene out of Ready Player One, you know, like the distracted globe, you know, that virtual nightclub that they go in. Because you could go in there and it was basically like this virtual nightclub with a huge floating DJ booth at the background and these like crazy, crazy laser disco lights. There were like so many of them. It was pretty wild. Um, but it looked and sounded incredible. And Nathan and I sort of like went in there, chose some avatars. We danced for a, for an hour or so, you know, checking out a couple of the sets and then we sort of called it a night. Um, but it was cool because, you know, VR Pill turned up as well at the event. Um, he's like the, uh, the business development and community manager for VR Chat. And we did an interview with him last week on the show about VR Chat. So that was kind of cool if you missed that. Um, but yeah, it was just a really cool experience and it just felt really nice to kind of just let loose on the dance floor for like an it, it hour. It does look a little bit. It does look a little bit like an epileptic, an epileptic's worst nightmare. Oh god, yeah, like you know, yeah. <laughs> if you suffer from any Jesus. sort of like a photosensitive, you know, lights or anything like that, then yeah, I'd give this one a miss. But um, it was just super, super fun, and I just, it's a shame that right now the event is limited to sixty people because I can just imagine like having three hundred people in this nightclub, like with full body tracked avatars with like feet tracking and you know, having little yeah. dance-offs and it was just, and they had a virtual bar that you could go to and just kind of chat with your friends. Yeah. Um, so it was, <laughs> it, was a, it was, it was a really cool event. It was really it was cool. Hell, it was hella cool to watch from, girls? From, from, from kind of Twitch side as well. Mm. I was catching it and it like, it really looked like, for those who don't know him, like Dead Mouse, he does sets on Twitch every yes. so often from his giant fucking <laughs> mixing room. If anyone's ever seen it, it's like Star Trek in there, but it really looked like that. It looked like a Dead Mouse set and, um, just incredible visuals, actually, and and the, and the music that they were playing was that was legit EDM. That's some good music. Yeah. yeah, and like you know, if you compare to like you know Fortnite, like what we've seen with these sort of in-world events, you know, like huge-scale events, um, and I think this is just kind of a sign of things to come in the future, like big-scale mm -hmm. virtual events happening. You know, a bit like the way VR when you saw Imogen Heap Zim, you had that kind oh. of really magical moment, uh, and it is magical. You know, just dancing with a group of strangers that you don't know. Um, and sort of just forgetting about everything else that's going on in the world. So yeah. that's Virtual Base. Uh, they're running another day today. The second day is today. So it starts off at 3 p.m. Uh, PST, um, and you can go and check out the live stream on Twitch, uh, like Zim said, and, and watch it if you can't get into the event yourself, uh, because I know it's very sort of restricted at the moment. But that was my highlight of the week. Very, very cool. Looking forward to seeing the future of that for sure. So when are you going to perform on stage? As dancer, um, as background dancer. I think you would be better at that to, than me, oh, yeah. to be honest. Like, yeah, the the, the chili moves uh, were were pretty sick. You know, I'm down, man. If if, if it, would, it would be cool <laughs> to see like one of those like Fortnite events get like virtual reality yeah. support. Yeah, right? and and like some of the the full body avatars that were in there, you know, helping out the the, the producers of this. Um, yeah. You know, like they were like toe stepping and like doing their grooves. It just looked really <laughs> awesome. There was also it also had a guard that I saw that was just, yeah standing there all the, the time stopping, yeah, yeah. From, stopping people from jumping up on the, the dj booth yeah 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 checking ids for the alcohol yeah exactly uh, you know if your name's not on the list you're not coming in you know that's <laughs> that's what it was like but a very very cool event indeed so uh, i'd recommend you go and check out at least a clip of it anyway just to get an idea of what the the lighting looked like because it was just unlike anything i've seen in vr before so yeah. very yes. cool the, the thing i didn't understand was like what was their uh what was their camera scene manager because the twitch stream was epic like that's yeah. not easy to have these like floaty cams that do these like bypasses and then snap to corners. Like there's some management software behind that interacting with with uh, VR chat and it's it's quite advanced. So Oh yeah. There, I there's was a impressed. real real dedicated team uh, who put this together in the last sort of month or so 
prepping for this um and they've got big plans for you know uh, official partnerships in the future uh, so that's why they they made it so slick for their first event because they really want to prove themselves as a as a really cool platform for maybe some interesting stuff in the future yeah yeah nice. yeah so that's what we uh we all played this week and a highlight of the week uh, and also some suggestions from the chat as well but let's get into the news because we've got some really interesting news this week and the first bit of news is about oculus link now if you're not familiar with Oculus Link, it's a feature for the Oculus Quest where you can connect your Quest to a PC to play PC VR content from both like the Oculus Store or Steam VR, and you run it through a tether uh, with your Quest. And the benefit of this is that the PC offers a more diverse range of content that's like on the you know the Quest itself because it's kind of a curated store. You don't get kind of experimental or zany stuff on there. Whereas on PC, it's a bit of a free for all, wild wild west. You can go and check out some really crazy stuff. Also, games that just aren't possible on Quest, like Half-Life Alex or Asgard's Wrath, for example. So Oculus Link, it launched around sort of six months ago. Oculus stated back then that you really needed a high-quality USB 3 cable for it to work. Uh, and they also released their own 5-meter fiber optic cable, which cost like 80 US dollars, which <laughs> I like, bought myself. It was like a true battlefield of people like, no, my cable, no. And then other people, yes, 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 I got the one, I got the one. Exactly. Like, like compatibility was really hit and miss, even with known cables that work for the majority, sometimes wouldn't work with for others due to their PC yeah. configurations. So it's a bit crazy. Um, did any of you guys buy the official link cable as well? Or is it just me? Uh, you mean the oh. fiber one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very okay, expensive, so, but uh, yeah, useful. The thing, it's so difficult though. Like, if, if you've got a quest in a Rift S, like, why the hell are you connecting your quest, like Rowdy said, a, a slightly less comfortable headset to yeah. your PC? Like, I get there's a difference in the panels between the two and the refresh yeah. rate, which is marginal difference between the two, but. Uh, no way would I do that, you know? Yeah, you're right. Like, I bought it for testing purposes more than anything else. Like, I don't yeah. use it practically. I, I would much rather go and use my Rift S if I'm going to use an Oculus headset for PC content, yeah. you know? Yeah, but I think the most most people who bought the Quest in the first six months bought it because it was a standalone. No one even knew they could connect it to a PC yeah, in the first I think place. That makes sense. So, yeah. It's more like an added feature than for those people. Yeah. And to be fair, like, the feature works really well. And for those that didn't yeah. want to spend 80 bucks, you know, a lot of people found cheaper alternatives like the anchor cable. Works, works as whatever. good, by the way, just saying. It's just that this yeah. cable, this fiber cable is, is very long and it has a certain, you know, material that very flexible. You know, lasts a little longer. But yeah. uh, the, the performance and the experience mm. is exactly the same. So, so cheaper no, is fine, too. I don't. So isn't it isn't it correct, though, that like it's an optical fiber and they're doing a compression algorithm on both sides, both in so, terms of encrypting and decrypting that into the channel because i i that they explained it that way at oc6 and i i understand that they aren't all just the same shade of gray you know yeah so let me let me touch on that a little bit later yeah. so okay. so basically so what happened was originally they were like you need a usb3 cable everyone went out and bought their cables or bought the official one but this week the community over at reddit discovered that the latest test public test channel on the pc oculus software side mm. um had an update that would allow usb2 to be supported with oculus link uh, and this is really interesting because this meant that the cable that came in the box with the quest is usb2 usb-c to usb-c and there and it was three meters and they're saying well that will be supported now as a link cable with this update so i was like this is really interesting so i went and tested it out myself and sure enough this uh, USB 2 cable that comes in the box with the Quest works as a link cable now. So I played it with, I used it with Half-Life Alex uh, on Steam VR. Also yeah. used it with uh, Beat Saber. Works perfectly. 
I even then added a five meter cable extension to the three meter cable that comes in the box with the mm. Quest to make an eight meter cable again. <laughs> worked, worked, worked fine. Seriously. Um, yeah, and then I was like, okay, well, let's compare oh, this. I, I thought you were How going to say, like, let's, yeah, let's go for 50. Let's go outside. Before someone goes, I think it's a 30-meter <laughs> limit on USB 2 spec in terms ah, of before you, need, before you need an active-powered you repeater. Buy, you, you we know for sure Uber. up until we tested it. Someone yeah, should test it, however. Absolutely. <laughs> Imagine going to the neighbors like, oh, look, look, my PC is still on. You can play this game right now. Exactly. You can do that. So, yeah, so then I was like, well, let's compare this 8-meter uh, USB 2 cable to the 5 meter USB 3 cable, which is the official Oculus Link cable, Fiber right. 1, uh, to see if there's any difference in image quality. And this is where I sort of touched on what, what Zim sort of was just about to, to get into. And that is that basically how Link works is that the PC compresses the image, it gets sent over the cable, and then is the image is decoded by the Quest itself. Now, the interesting thing is I tested the transfer rate of both the USB 2 cable and the USB 3 cable. Now, the data transfer rate for the USB 2 was around 344 megabits per second. Yep. Now, the USB 3 was 1.7 gigabits per second, so substantially faster. However, yep. the Quest itself can only decode at a rate of 150 megabits per second. So even you've got a lot of bandwidth even spare on a USB 2 cable. So mm. I don't know why they initially specified a USB 3 cable. Because it's really weird. It doesn't it's, need it's, it. It's, it's, it's bizarre because one of the things that someone... Um, uh, tweeted out as well is like for anyone who's been playing around with the Quest and 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 the difference between 2.4G and and 5G signals in a Wi-Fi area, you'll notice the throughput in megabits per second is about I think it's 800 megabits per second on a five five gigahertz internal network, and and the the difference between that and 2.4 is is absolutely recognizable. And I've always recommended if you're going to be playing with virtual desktop or something like that disable your 2.4 gig network while you're playing make sure you're getting the 5.0 uh, gigahertz throughput for that same reason but mm -hmm. if you're saying there's a, a bottleneck on the quest in terms of processing at 150 yeah there is it means that uh, a cabled solution is actually inferior to a potential wi-fi solution which is yeah which is awesome and now yeah. wi-fi 5 not five point not not 2.4. No, but, but and a lot of people have been using virtual desktop that way. You've been using the virtual desktop that yep. way and and yep. you know and we were surprised that uh kind of Oculus went down this route but at least they could guarantee the connection with the cable rather than you know uh, people's you know Wi-Fi wi being different. Yeah. 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 But I still um, think that that's that's got to come now because you well, know yeah. this has opened the eyes of like oh it's yeah, it's viable. You well, know? I mean, it also, of course, depends on the uh, on the compression algorithm that they're using. Yeah, and, right? and I think as well, like you know, a lot of people out there were saying, you know, I bought the the eighty dollar fiber optic cable. You know, I've wasted my money. Well, I wouldn't say that just yet mm -hmm. because you know, John Carmack tweeted uh, a while ago saying that he's trying to work out a way of pushing the bandwidth on the decoding side for the Quest to utilize, you know, the bandwidth of the the, the fiber optic cable. Um, so maybe we'll see that That's in a future, future update. And exactly, it's fu yeah. you're, you're future-proofing yourself because oh, from the article God. from Bloomberg, they seem to suggest that this next-generation Quest that's in the works right now will still support Oculus Link. So you're kind of just, you've got a, a future-proof cable there that's going to work yeah. with both the current-gen Quest and how is it with the, the with, with charging speeds between those two that, different that's cables? That's the difference. Because some people are saying that in the chat as well. Yeah, that's the big difference. Uh, USB 2 won't charge your Quest as efficiently as USB 3 will. So you'll, you'll see your battery life decrease faster but then you know if you're only playing for a couple of hours at a time it's not going to be a big problem for you so hey, I, got, I got a question is it is the margin enough 
uh, on the USB 3 that it keeps your headset charged ad infinitum up to a, a thermal ceiling? Pretty much. It still does decrease, but ever so slowly. Um, yeah, because the USB 2, like, it doesn't really... It, no. I, I've tried that. It, like, you can stay connected, but... To be honest, you're tanking ten percent every yeah. half hour or so, so you're you're, you're really gonna get maybe yeah. what three or four hours out of it. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of interesting that this is happening, and again, is like kind of hinting at what we can probably can expect from the next headset in the future. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, everyone yeah, seems yeah. to think it's going to be this one headset that is like both a Rift and a Quest in one hybrid headset, and you know, with these kind of innovations with Link, <laughs> it's probably right. You know, that that's going to happen. So it's going to be interesting. Oh, yeah. But it's also interesting that. You know, we're seeing all this innovation on the Quest side, but we really haven't seen any real serious innovation on the Rift S side well, since that's, it's that's, launched. That's, but that, that's what I said last week, you know, yeah. the, the Rift but S that, that's, is At the same time, that's something that, that we hinted to before, is that the technology is already so far that they can make a higher resolution panel and they can make like a small improvements somewhere. But the, the core technology that we have right now in place, I think already pushes the limits on like graphic cards and, and, and other kind of things that we, that we need. So I, I think that if they can improve features rather than add new features to it, that that would be a better target for a new headset in the near future. Mm. While those like very focal lenses mm-hmm. and, and those kind of things to keep them in a, in a bit of a further future. I just want more comfort. Yeah. If, if there's anything that I want from a, from an, a hybrid headset is a comfortable headset. Yeah, I, well, I mean, yeah. With, like with this update, like the Rift has lost even more uh, relevancy than it already did. Um, yeah, and like uh, having a link cable in the box with the headset, like that's something that we we kind of yeah. all wanted. Um, but it seems like it's happening now. I'm, I'm really surprised. <laughs> like, that's the point, though. Like post facto, right? They've patched in hand and finger tracking. They've yep. patched in the ability to take the power cable from the box and link it to your PC. Like the software battle that Oculus is waging is not a winnable one. You, you, like they are so like their R and D department on the software side is so far ahead of the competition. That's not funny. But when you've got John anymore. Carmack involved, then you're already onto a losing battle. Any other company <sighs> that you're crazy. putting up against them, because he the man is an absolute genius. Even though I he's not working he, there full time right now, he's yeah. I wanted to say like he he moved uh, to you know a different department, and then he's still like crazy involved to the point where they're pulling off this magic. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel it's almost like, like like a casual project. It's like, oh yeah, let's just do this. And, uh, yeah, you know. Bang it I, out I, on I, the feel, I mean, there's there's so many <laughs> yeah, exactly, there's so many yeah. not right now like un, I'll say unnamed, but like not as well popularized developers who are doing like obviously God's work in this space. Uh, and and I wish we knew their names. I wish we could take a couple mm-hmm. of them and give them the same kind of. Uh, kudos that you know John keeps getting because I think it's kind of unfair. I mean he's he's made his time. His name is pumped to the heavens. We don't need to push yeah. it that much more. Let's let's find some of these people we, from someone, Oculus that are uh, someone, doing these great magic some, tricks. Someone should give this man another Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, I met a guy called Zach. I think his name was uh, who was on the product yeah. development team. I think Rowdy and I spoke to him uh, at yeah, OC six um, after the event, and he was a really nice guy. And he was like uh, the lead uh, on Link. So maybe Link. we could reach yeah. out to him and ask him if he wants to be on the show and maybe explain some of this behind yeah. behind the scenes. That would be kind of an interesting discussion, I think. But um, yeah. yeah, really cool updates for Oculus Link. And uh, yeah. yeah, I think this is just a sign of things to come in terms of what we can expect from the next headset from Oculus. Mm. So whilst we're talking about the Quest, let's get into SideQuest because that's the next bit of news this week. Now, again, let me sort of explain what SideQuest is if you're not familiar with it. It's like a, an unofficial store where you can sideload free and experimental software uh, and games on your Oculus Quest 
And this kind of launched almost two days after the Quest launched, I think. It was really surprising that this this came out of sort of nowhere. Um, it became a place where you could play content also that was rejected from the official Oculus Store and became a bit of a, a darling in terms of like indie uh, content. Uh, it was actually created by uh, a single guy called Shane Harris, uh, and he launched the platform initially with the idea that he had an app, a social app called The Expanse, uh, which was rejected from the official store, and he wanted to give people the way to sideload it for free and check it out. Um, and then, lo and behold, he started opening up to other developers who were in the same situation, and then, you know, apps like Virtual Desktop and Beat Saber mods and that kind of thing just exploded the platform and just took off like you know crazy and you know it's always uh trending on the the subreddits you know like the quest subreddits uh yeah. they're very popular over there with the community and, and rightly so so since then um around a year later now since sidequest launched they've recently reached one million downloads of the pc software uh to run sidequest which it's pretty incredible, I think, you know, uh, bearing in mind, you know, this isn't official stuff. It's uh, kind of a little bit frowned upon, but, you know, it seems like they've struck a balance with Oculus now and that they can coexist without any to without any issues because they did have a recent problem where uh, they kind of wanted the platform to be open source. Uh, but then people were ripping off the platform and using it as a platform for pirated content, basically. Mm -hmm. um, so they kind of had to shut that down because obviously that would be yeah. the kind of thing that would get them in the water. Pirate bait. It, it basically became that, yeah. So that's why they kind of shut down that branch of the open source platform, yeah. and now it's back as being a closed platform yeah, again. Um, but, you know, it's still an amazing place for indie developers to share their concepts, and, you yeah. know, it's a nice place to get noticed as well. If you're an indie, indie developer, you can put your game on there. Maybe someone from Oculus or someone will see it or get to play it from there, mm -hmm. and then you might get approved to be on the official I still, store. I still haven't tried it, and... Uh... Like, like this kind of news, like always makes me like wonder, like maybe I should give it a shot, but on a scale of, of like one to 10, how difficult would you rate the process right now? Oh, it's so easy now. I would say six out of 10. It's kind of technical though. There's a lot of steps. I would say four. But t how much time would you estimate the average user? I think it would yeah, still take him the best part of an hour. If we're basing to, to it on routing, steps, uh, I think a four up. is pretty a pretty good number. The guys have brain Wait, is that a compliment then, Nathan, or are you making an insult right now? <laughs> I would be on kind of like four or two, I guess. What, what Nathan's saying is that Rowdy's the, both the smartest and the dumbest person in the room. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, like, like I can now, I think with, with this milestone, we, we could have said it for a while already, is like, you know, Oculus Share is back. And that's yep. great news. And it's now called SideQuest. Thank God this exists. Thank God we have a VR community who supports this stuff because I remember so many episodes of us on the podcast being so worried about uh, developers not having a yeah. platform to, you know, test out their stuff, get feedback, things like that. And this seems to work. This seems to work very, very well. It's 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 a fun platform and, it, and it's so nice that it uh, can also like exist in a legit way. Yeah. yeah. And the great yeah. thing is, like, if you think about it, like one million downloads... Like, if you think about, it gives us a good indication of how many quests are out there in the wild, because not everyone's going to be willing, like Rowdy, to experiment with this kind of stuff. They don't want to sideload, or maybe they don't even how know much, it exists. Like, how much percent would you say is using SideQuest? I think it's a quite a small amount, because, uh, I would you know, say the, so. what are we talking about? Like, 
I don't know, like 5%, 10%? I don't know. I don't want to... I still want to share a story from the average Quest user here because my wife, who was like a big, uh, I mentioned before, like Quest user for exercise apps and stuff like that, we did the whole um, beat, uh, what was it called? What's the uh, add-on to Beat Saber that allows you to play whatever song you want? Beat Beat, Saber? Beat on? Beat Saber, Beat Beat Saber. Yeah, whichever it was at the time about a year ago. And then, lo and behold, I found out about two, three months ago. She's like, yeah, yeah, I uninstalled SideQuest and offloaded all that stuff. I'm like, oh, that's not nice. That's not a good thing to do. But um, I I would kind of put it to that side. I I, I think that you're probably looking at a number of like 5% or... 8% 8% of users or something have side quested because but if that's 5% and 1 million downloads then we're talking about a crazy amount of quests out there like crazy <laughs> oh, amount you're trying to but, but crazy yeah amount. but you can't say sorry is this downloads of apps on the store or downloads of side quest downloads of of side quest the PC app <laughs> Yeah, that'll that'll have multiples in it. I've downloaded SideQuest four or five times, you know, and yeah. they're not. I think it's way lower than five percent, though. Wait, yeah, yeah. I was I, what yeah. I meant was like active people with an install of of SideQuest using SideQuest. Yeah. I, I wait, misunderstood yeah. the statistic. Well, wait, so this this these guys that are working on this right now, this platform, are the only source for us to kind of find out to a certain degree how many quests how much... are out there. No, yeah, but what about what about because things no one like else shares that? It. In terms of download, it's, it's difficult to num to 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 estimate from this number, but, but it's it is better significant. Than nothing. It's better than nothing, yeah, absolutely. But the thing is, like, um, you know, from what we've seen from this platform, people love this, and you know, hand tracking for is a great example of where hand tracking came out. It was announced as a feature, but Oculus haven't released any official apps yet. No. But if, if you want to check out hand tracking, like there's like what five, mm-hmm. six maybe uh, apps on this, on SideQuest yeah, right now. Fantastic ones, yeah. yeah. The this, labs, this platform. Like stuff. this platform has the power to to have these short lines in terms of communication between uh, developer and and publisher, basically. Where Facebook is like, you know, okay, hand tracking. Uh, so what are we gonna do with it? And and before you get to the point where actually a game releases with it or an experience, mm-hmm. we're months, you know, uh, ahead. Well, you yeah. know, with SideQuest, like innovation happens very quickly. So what they're saying in the chat is that it's one million downloads, not one million. One million not one million unique users. So like Zim says, oh. you know, multiple downloads would count yeah. to this figure, but still, it's still a significant <laughs> amount. And it's, it's an enormous amount. If you come, even if you say like, let's say everyone uh, who has SideQuest has downloaded it two times. Mm. So that divides the number by two, it's 500,000. If we then say that 5% have, uh, 5% of users have, have, have a SideQuest, that's still an enormous number that, that has it yeah, right yeah so yeah i'm not going to speculate in terms of numbers but like I, i'm sure that we're going to get these official numbers soon from oculus because i'm to do the cal- please, please don't algebra no. on the podcast because you not because someone will quote us on it and be like oh yeah they, they but, got it wrong noobs yeah, yeah, yeah. um oh, that's already lit up on you mike don't worry it, yeah. it, it will only it will only grow more and more because yeah. i feel like you know if you buy a quest there is a certain you know expiration date to if you like when you have played everything on on the official platform and you're like yeah hmm, is there more out there and then you start googling and it's like so what is side quest or what is this so people naturally grow into it i feel like because yeah. the first few months I, I really i'm fine with the official that. content i think that people that most people it's, it's like people who have an apple iphone how many how many people have jailbroken their device out of like percentage twice 
Yeah, but out of the, all Apple Apple users, that's true. I don't think that's a, a significant percentage. That's true, but most people five percent. But most people, maybe most people who buy a Quest. It's, it's still a pretty big investment, and you want to get the yeah. most out of it, even after a few months. And if there is not but enough on the, the system, like they do with with iPhone. So so with it, with SideQuest, obviously Rowdy doesn't use it. But what have what have been your favorite SideQuest uh, apps to download and play so far from the platform? T for God and Cubism, I think. The okay, the interesting. Stand out for me. T for God, simply because it blows your mind. You're like, oh my God, this isn't the real world anymore. Yep. Even though it's not, I wouldn't say it's the most fun I've had. And then Cubism, just because I've been in touch with the dev for like the last three years, the guy still hasn't put it out there. He needs and to release that game already. I'm like, Jesus. dude, I, if you're holding them back because you got a full-time job, you're just trying to set up your tax affairs or whatever it is, just do it because this game out. needs to come out like now. It's yeah. amazing. It's basically kind of a 3D kind of Tetris-y, super chill but background, crinkly music game. That's the Tiaritis platform, you know? Everyone can just publish something on there, even if yeah. it's a hobby project and suddenly it becomes so popular that you have to stuff. publish it. You remember mm. the, the videos of the guy playing Quake in the middle of a field and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. Like, like yeah. that that's the part that Nathan mentioned. Like, after the quest launched, I, rem- I remember, I think Nathan in particular was saying, like, hang on a second here, we've got the 50 games or whatever that they launched or 50 experiences, and, and you know, what's their pipeline? Now, actually, the pipeline has been pretty decent. It's had some dry spells, but it's been pretty decent, no, better than right I was expecting it to it's be. Pretty, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good. But SideQuest was always sitting there in the background as it was growing as this kind of, like, safety net that yeah. could have caught that windfall yeah. if it went bad. And that's what, I think that's what Nathan's saying. He's saying it's like, it gives you that extensibility of the platform that mm-hmm. it needs, frankly. And for such a, you know, a headset that you put on somebody and they go holy shit, that's such a cool experience. I didn't think this was possible yet, you know? Mm. And then to be able to kind of allow developers to tinker directly, like, you know, have that direct pipe uh, into our hands as end users, that's incredibly powerful. So I'm so glad when, you know, a university student or a teenager is able to code something in Unity, smack it onto Quest, get it out to us, and we can just play with it because... That's yeah. where innovation comes from. Yeah. Nice. What about your favorite uh, sidequested apps, Nathan? You got any? I think I think the I think the hand tracking ones that are out there right now mm-hmm. is great because you can't experience them anywhere else. Yeah. Of course, like point. the hand physics lab one is 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 one that you know reminds me a bit of the lab where you can just mess around with almost everything. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's that's awesome that you can already you know play some some like legit experiences with it. Yeah, my, my, my personal favorites are uh, Pavlov, because that's the only place you can play Pavlov on Quest right now. Hyperdash, that's a really yeah. uh, cool hidden gem. Pretty new, uh, yeah. Really nice first-person shooter. Hopefully that comes to the official store, because that definitely deserves it. And also Crisis Brigade. Um, I really love that. A bit time <laughs> crisis-y. Um, Mike, you're not showing that you're an ex-cop at all. I'm just saying that. I just, <laughs> I just like to shoot things. But it, yeah. it's, 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 in, it's insane to also be seeing uh, um, publishers on there that made some really like big games because I, I've seen uh, this, this Blast World title. It's like yep. this, this shooter. And then I, I looked it up uh, and it's like like a, a big you know studio and, and, and the publisher that is uh, linked to it is also not a small fish. Yeah. You know? So they're just like even big companies that can't publish with Oculus oh, is going to SideQuest. Uh, I'm works. sorry, I, I am going to have to add a two little 
uh, massive uh, defects in my response. The first one is virtual desktop, of course. The Steam that, yeah. VR <laughs> version of virtual desktop. How did I miss that? I That's the primary use of it for me, and it opens up the whole Steam catalog. And not just that, if you haven't seen this update, now you can play Oculus Home games, so you don't need to revive or anything. Now, not everything works. I've tried something like... Um, a uh, few of them haven't worked for me, but the fact that now Oculus Home games are also given that kind of extension and functionality means you can try to go tetherless with the stuff that's an Oculus Home exclusive. Uh, yeah. The one that didn't work for me was From Other Suns. That one like fails to, it, it like went through the tutorial and then mm. after that failed to launch. Some file must have gotten updated and they, either they're blocking it intentionally or some other piece just needs to be fixed. Um, the other thing that I would say is if you want, if, if, you're, if you're just getting into VR and you're like, I want to share this, they've actually got an inbuilt uh, screen copy uh, that you can do inside inside SideQuest to you know stream your games. Yeah. So if you are interested in streaming, yeah, there's the tip. It's it's super easy through SideQuest to just look at that option. And just note that you need to download Virtual Desktop from the official Quest store, and then you buy the additional add-on from SideQuest, which enables it to be used with uh, VR content from both Steam VR and the Oculus Store. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say you just need a license to the mobile version of of uh, a virtual desktop to be able to make that work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that is a side quest. So congratulations. Hey, hey, whoa, 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 what, what about my so favorite side it. quest? You said you didn't yes. use it. Oh, wait, yeah, wait. I don't. That doesn't mean I don't have a, a favorite app. Oh, go on then. Okay. What's your Come on, tell me, Rowdy. I know which one's your favorite. <laughs> you all know what it is. I know what your favorite. Gorn. Gorn. Dino World. I don't know. No, Pavlov. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pavlov's amazing. Sheesh. Sheesh. I was like a prison boss on uh, Quest or something. But, uh, yeah, a prison yeah. boss on Quest. Cool. I'm, I'm out of here. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, congrats to Shane Harris and the team at SideQuest. Uh, thank you again for uh, supporting the community with your awesome platform. We really appreciate it. Um, so next bit of news has got me super, super excited. And this is because the official workshop tools for Half-Life Alex were released yesterday by Valve. Even thank better. God. Yeah. Oh my god, we've been oh. so excited about this for since so, basically Alex Alex released. When did it launch again? Now, uh, developers, March, go and make all the things. What was it? March Google. 21? March 23rd. 23rd. 20, 21? 23rd? Maybe 23rd. Well, one of the two. Yes. <laughs> so it's been how long? How many times this? do we watch that fucking trailer? It's March 23rd, right? Informational podcast. We have information that two might months. be correct. Been, it was two months ago. We shouldn't throw numbers into this podcast. We're going to get killed. Just, just don't do <laughs> Let's numbers Let's not anymore. do that. You know? It's not a strong uh, point. It's not, it launched in March. In yeah. March 2020. <laughs> it was March 23rd because it was Alex's VR's birthday that day. Yeah, okay. so Terrible. That's man. how we know. Um, so yeah, so it's all—it's just okay. been under two months, and now we've got the tools, official workshop tools. Not bad. Um, so we've talked about this on the show before, and if you're not excited about it because you don't know what it means, well, get ready to be excited because I'm about to tell you. So essentially, what this means is that the community can now easily make and publish their own creations for people to play using the assets for Half-Life Alex. Um, and what makes this so exciting is that if you look back historically, okay, so games like Counter Strike, Gary's Mod, Team Fortress. They were all games that were originally mods of Half-Life. Um, so it's just it's just a matter of time. We've just got to be a little bit patient, wait yeah. for the community to come up with some really interesting and unique game modes uh, from the community. So, so, so what you're saying is that a mod could actually become a game that can be published later down the road because Team Fortress, yeah. for example, doesn't feel like I'm playing a, a mod. It's like a, a full experience on itself. Yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. You know, and I'm sure this is hap going to happen. You know, we've seen historically from Valve that they 
tend to like gobble up these little uh, you know indies that come up yeah. with these concepts and they make them into fully fledged games. Yeah. Or, or as Paradise Decay says, it means we're getting Portal VR, Left 4 Dead VR, and Counter Strike <laughs> VR. <laughs> oh, I wish, yeah, he's like, making he's making jokes right now. But seriously, in, in a year or so, mm-hmm. let's talk about this again. It, but if, if someone someone's working on a Left 4 Dead, like just let me know what you need. I works, will help it, you. It we will work. help you wholeheartedly. More money to make this happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. No, see, like uh, I'm on the other side of it. Like I, I understand people who want to, you know, fulfill their dreams and and, and develop something like Black Mesa, for instance. But Black Mesa is oh. never going to be Valve's like Half-Life. Mesa. You know what I mean? Like Black Mesa is not the same from the same artisan's hands and and shop floor as as a Valve <laughs> game is. And, mm. and they don't have the same resources or, or, or titles or acumen, all that kind of stuff. And what they do, I'm not going to undersell it. But it's not it's not the Valve thing. I, I want Valve to make half. You know, I want Valve to make Half Life. I want Valve to make Team Fortress. And I definitely want Valve, who are currently working on Left 4 Dead, and they're going to release it next year on my birthday. <laughs> oh my god, so, you're gonna you're gonna get everyone super hyped. Don't, don't get don't actually know that. Next we should put that. Is this this oh, this whole <laughs> this whole conversation we're having is going to age so badly. It probably is. So yeah. badly. But, but the cool thing is just like what we were talking about side quest, right? That's the exact true. same thing here is it's the unexpected is what yeah, yeah. we are actually anticipating. It's not the stuff that you know like someone, it's, you know, it's, making Team Fortress for VR. It's like, "Oh, I can play that again." It's the stuff that's going to be like so ingenious that we didn't even think was fun. Like yeah. like p- pretending to be a chair and have your friends run around you and try to find you it's, in a room it's, 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 full, it's full like, of furniture. It's like all we know about the G-Man and then uh, a year later we still think it's super mysterious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then even, even the now, unexpected. one day after a release, we've got some really interesting stuff on there already. So let me, let me, let me tell you roll like <laughs> oh, what, we, what we found. Okay. So uh, there is an official combine combat encounter that was made by Valve, just to put out there as a little example. Uh, there is a piano room where you can just play the piano uh, mm-hmm. in virtual reality using the Valve Index to tickle the ivories. Uh, you can do that. There's Zen Thug, which is a mod that I've talked about previously. That's available on the workshop now. There's also a mod for... Hello, little dog. Hello, little dog. Oh, There's do a little it. dog here. Do it. Okay, come here. Come here oh, he's got... Oh, this is where the audio podcasters... Screw you guys. You don't get puppy. <laughs> oh, look at this. Oh, there she is. That's Ruby. She's oh, somehow Ruby. managed yeah, to... Let, let her link the microphone. She's managed so to... Es- the audio listeners es- have es- some... Escape. Holy and she's cow. here. Um... What? But we've also got uh, a mod where you can take the pants off the gnome, which uh, I know a lot of people are going to be excited about. Um, But also, and one that I tried earlier on today, is that you can now use lightsabers uh, in uh, in Half-Life Alex as well. So you can force pull a lightsaber and uh, slash some headcrabs and even like a dual... dual, Ended saber, a bit like uh, Darth Maul. You can do that as well. There you go. This See you later, Ruby. Brilliant. This is brilliant. You've done a great job, Mike. There's uh, also with your uh, Ewok. There's also a portal map now. A portal map. Yes, I did try it out. There's not much interaction in the map, but um, but still, but you yeah. can be inside the universe of portal. That's where it all starts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, even from one day after release, we've got some interesting stuff on there to check out. Um, It is a bit fiddly to enable it. So just uh, to let you know, you basically you go into the Steam Workshop, you subscribe to the content that you want to install and play. You then go into the game mode in the main menu, you go to add ons and then there's a little toggle to the left of the add on each add on that you need to enable, which Mm. isn't clear, by the way. So that's probably useful to know. And then once you've toggled all the on buttons to the add-ons, you can then create a new game and then select uh, whatever content you want to uh, to go and so check So that means out. you can also combine mods together? 
And, uh, you will be able to in the future, absolutely. Uh, right now, there isn't any that cr are cross-compatible, but even oh, okay. like just playing around with lightsabers is is worthwhile, and I'd say go and check it out. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Oh my god, this is where the fun starts, man. Yeah, multiplayer. Uh, that is what I want. Yeah, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, uh, that's, that's just co-op. Yeah, just a straight co-op co the campaign. Well, oh yeah, like I would play. I would definitely play through the campaign again with someone playing at co-op. That would but be I amazing. do wonder, like, yeah. is is uh, Alex herself? A full asset, like is yes. she head to toe? Yes. A character model. Yeah. You know that for a fact, okay? Yeah. And uh, also something funny to mention is that this week they found another enemy in the fells. So uh, we once mm -hmm. uh, talked about uh, this this fast head crab, right? Uh, that yep. they didn't mm -hmm. add in the end because it was just too scary. Uh, they found this. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a floating jellyfish monster <laughs> thing, and they found it and. I'm sure they're gonna use it in the next game, but it's like some kind of alien creature uh, mm. that I just want to burn with a flamethrower. Yeah, oh. absolutely, 100%. I um, want to have a flamethrower in the next game. I'm serious. Oh, I want it. That's otherwise, Nate, you won't play it. No, like, flamethrowers are tough though. Anyone? I, like, what's the best flamethrower in a game that you remember? Uh, Mine would alien? be Return to Castle Wolfenstein. Alien Isolation. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. World War Z. World War Z. Oh. Okay. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or the one uh, from the pyro. Uh, the pyro. Yeah. <laughs> and then with the rainbow goggles on, of course. <laughs> so that is um, the Half-Life Alex official Steam Workshop now open. Oh my God. So go and get your creative juices flowing and go and upload some amazing stuff that we can try and talk about on the future episode of the yeah. podcast. Before you know, we have like a segment of this. Like, uh, you know, Maybe the, we should the... do a segment. Maybe. If it becomes well, popular enough, we'll do it. See? Yeah. yeah. See what happens. Yeah. So the final bit of news this week um, is something that is kind of interesting here. And that is that it's been finally confirmed by Apple that they've recently acquired NextVR. Now, kind of uh, was hinted at about a month ago and then was officially and like confirmed by Apple just this week. Um, but basically NextVR, I don't know if you guys ever tried NextVR. Did you ever go to any events using mm -hmm. NextVR? No. I don't think nope. I did either. I've got a feeling that the reason why we didn't was because a lot of it was region locked to the US, yeah, potentially. US. Um, although they did do some stuff here in the UK as well, but I'll touch on that now. So basically, NextVR, um, it was an interesting platform because it was one of the few platforms that broadcast live events in virtual reality that could be viewed using the Oculus Go, Quest, PSVR, and PCVR headsets. Uh, and the idea was that you could watch your favorite basketball team uh, from like the best seats in the house or you could watch your favorite band from like the front row and it would all be broadcast live in high quality VR 180. So they were going for VR 180 uh, as opposed to VR 360 because, you know, if you're watching a basketball game or like a football match, it doesn't really matter what's going on behind you. You just want to know what's going on in front of you. Yeah. And and that way they could really bump up the quality of the stream as well. Like, you know, Nathie and I, have both been involved in VR 180 production through like the YouTube VR Creator Lab in in London, where we did like a, a, a course for a week and then we produced some VR 180 content ourselves. But we know like, you know, having played around with VR 180 that it has quite a few benefits over 360, right? Yeah, true. Because um, I mean, as you said, you know, you're it's more natural and it's like you're you're a part of the audience because the audience also audience that is usually in a match watching it is also doing it in a 180 perspective. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, with VR 180 as well, you also had like this, this, this stereoscopic view was 
natural as well. You know, it felt right. Yeah. Um, so it was, it lended itself well f- to sporting events and concerts and stuff like that. Okay. So, um, you know, what happened was is that uh, they were a pretty well-established platform in VR. Um, but then it seems that they've been acquired by Apple uh, for around the region of $100 million. Like, that's the rumor right now. It's not being confirmed mm. at all. Uh, but it sounds about right. Um, but what's not clear right now is what Apple are going to do with this company because, you know, it's been rumored for a, a long, long time, years now, in fact, that Apple are creating a set of AR glasses. You know, it kind of makes sense with what we've seen with their presentations with like, you know, the Lego sets and stuff like that, which we've previously discussed on the podcast before, where, you know, you can you can use it now and, and see these Lego sets with their AR functionality using a phone, but it's kind of yeah. limited because it's just a small window into that world, whereas you want to just wear a pair of glasses and be fully immersed mm-hmm. in that environment along with the real world as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could be a hint that maybe Apple are working on a hybrid headset, something like the Quest that can do both a bit of AR and VR, or you know, maybe they're going to do something completely in the AR world with this tech. But it's kind of interesting. I just I wonder what you guys think of this. Yeah, I I I don't know, but I do know that Apple doesn't really have a history in like gaming. So I would I would see this more as like an industry of device than anything else, uh, or uh, something to increase production or something like that. Maybe video file, video editing, something like yeah. that more rather than. Uh, a gaming device yep. like for example what is oculus more doing yeah i guess my guess on, on on next would be um that they're they're kind of buying up the 180 degree cinematography angle and yeah. that mm-hmm. asset because if you look at um you know youtube uh google some of the other players they already have strength there where i think apple is likely lacking in terms of a tech stack mm-hmm. so if mm-hmm. i was apple i'd be making that acquisition not because of the vr dimension but but rather for the, the tech the 180 because yeah. one of the things when you and Nathy and uh, Remarcus have dabbled in the 180s it's 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 paramountly obvious to me that that's a place that we're heading to because it really gets you immersed and like family videos can you imagine if you had that stereo depth um so i think the tech is going to go there but right now there isn't an easy file format there isn't an easy integration layer and if if there's one company that can simplify all of that again Apple could bring that to market and just make it one of their things. I mean, please don't give me another three-dimensional emoji that you've made up off of my face. Give me some real technology, <laughs> yeah. Microsoft. But like, you know, watching um, watching these events, you know, from the front row seat or the best seats in the house, it does sound like a compelling way, you know, like if you love sports, like I'm not a big sports guy, but I'd imagine if that's your bag, you know, being able to see your favorite players represented in a, in a very 3D sort of looking, natural looking way that you're yeah. almost fooled that you're there that's a very compelling use case and i think you know if if apple can pull it off whether that be in ar or vr it's going to be really interesting indeed especially now especially now because concerts and all that are somehow jeopardized Mm. right and it's like oh how can we augment the the windfall of of tickets that we've just lost from these Mm. large arena events if we have to space people out in an arena, how do we fill those extra seats? Mm. What if you slapped a camera in there and you let someone sit there in a, in a seat that they paid for with a 180 camera? You could see something really techy come up in these stadiums. Yeah. So let's see. Yeah. True. And it's something that, you know, obviously we've got Oculus venues, but again, it was something that a lot of the content we were locked out of because of region lock. Oh. Um, 
you know, so... But that, that is rather to do with, like, the laws around the EU and, you know, copyright and, and, and those kind of rights. Yep. Mm. Rather than... I think if you would ask Oculus venues or the people behind that, they would love to, like, open it up for, like, everyone to see. But I think it's just regulations yeah. that are in place that are prohibiting that. So say if Apple did release a set of AR glasses, you know, whether they use this tech from next to VR or not, um, mm. would you guys be uh, willing to pick one up? Is it something you'd be interested in? Are you sort of like, I know Rowdy isn't an Apple guy, but mm. do you guys sort of snap up Apple products? or I, you... If my wallet allows it, because Apple is for the that, rich. That's the thing. Like, like Apple has been this company that can make a need with a customer. Yeah. Like something that you don't know <laughs> yeah. that you need before. Well, that's true. Yeah. You need it after Apple <laughs> produces it. And they do that very they well. Do. I mean, they, they did it with the smartphone. Uh, I mean, they did it with the iPod. Uh, so if there's a company that can pull that off, uh, creating a need which isn't there at the moment, yeah. uh, which we can now really it's gonna be, It's going to be expensive. It's it's. Uh, yeah, but again, like because the iPhone was expensive when it launched yeah. as well. But considering you know what it brought to the well, table and the, the need that it brought, then it's not this, really this, that expensive. I, I'm <laughs> sitting on Roddy's side of the table now because for years we've uh, been uh, three <laughs> Apple fellas versus one Android and traders. Traders. Since traded. my last upgrade, yeah, I've uh, I've yeah, gone uh, I've yeah. gone to the dark side. So to, be, the to be kicked, to be kicking, dragging, uh, dragged, and screaming all that back <laughs> to Apple. It could happen, but I really hope it doesn't because I've kind of I've tried to now you know well, get myself that's, that's away. Zoom no. to be fair, in, in, in the past recent years, like Apple hasn't been the company to be the innovating one, even in the mobile market. No. Mm. There's been other companies kind of stepping to uh, that. It place. sounds just yeah. like you are afraid because they are about to bring out some AR glasses, and now you picked <laughs> well, the wrong no, side, I, buddy. I welcome it. No, I welcome no, no, it. You picked the wrong side, buddy. Them. Picked the wrong side, but it's it's gonna be like the thing is I, I'm willing to pick one up, but the problem is, as I said, price is the problem because you pay for for Apple just for the brand that is like yeah. already like half the price I feel like, and then the other half is like a freaking AR thing that's gonna also be expensive because that's new tech, so that's not gonna be cheap either. The way I, the way I look at it is that when you buy an Apple product, you're investing in reliability and quality. That's that's my argument. Yeah, and and, and, and to be honest, they their support for years has always been yeah. pretty no no hassle like sports you know, from another it. planet. It's perfect for dumb people. It is perfect <laughs> yeah. for dumb people. For but the other thing I, I, I have to shout this I have to shout this out because oh, it triggered. I, I have to shout this out because the unboxing videos for the wheels on the new uh, on the new Apple system. Uh, was amazing. These seven hundred dollar like casters, oh it was oh amazing. Like there's some beautiful. All the all the top people have uh, have, have have done these unboxing videos, yeah. and it's just a box with four casters in it, and it's, <laughs> it's amazing. You should watch some of those. Yeah, okay. MKBHD is is my man for that kind yeah. of content. Oh. And very good point from Dr. English. I love that everyone argues Apple versus Android. Meanwhile, all of us who own a Quest and Go are already using Android. Oh yeah, swoosh. <laughs> I'm such an Apple fanboy, though. I'm not. I'm not afraid to admit it. No, that's just a no. I just. I, I just love oh. the products. I always have from the very beginning. I bought the official, the original iPhone. You, and I've had says a, the man with the what, what laptop is? Is that a razor? Razor, razor. laptop. Oh, that's not yeah, an I, I would just say like, for gaming. Podcast. For gaming, I would never have an Apple product, and for editing, I would always use a Windows machine. But for like phones, watches, yeah. Apple TV. You, know. you, you, my friend, ha have been saved by, by the best technology on earth. And these other yeah. two poor souls, well, 
God How do I kick Nathy and Mike from the <laughs> Imagine the way that right now. <laughs> Kicking <Yeah>. the whole... <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, that is the last bit of news this week, and that is just that um, Apple have acquired NextVR, uh, an interesting broadcasting company that does uh, live events in VR 180. Uh, nice. We don't know what they're going to use them for, but I'm sure it's going to be interesting nevertheless. So, well, uh, what, I, what I can make up out of the story is that we need two new members. Uh, let us know in the, in the chat uh, <laughs> uh, who you suggest, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. To replace Mike and Nate. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Mike and yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah. now is going to be our hot topic this week, and uh, Rowdy's done a bit of deep diving into the latest Unreal 5 announcement this week, um, so he's going to give us a bit of information about it so we can see how this might relate to uh, VR in the future. Looking forward to this. Yeah, indeed. Um, it's kind of weird to get news from Epic Games that is not for once about Fortnite, right? Mm. I mean, that was my first impression <laughs> when I heard like uh, Epic Games like announce something. But the, like Fortnite has been so tied to that brand that every time I hear Epic Games, you almost forget that they actually made an engine that is being used by well, pretty much every game nowadays. But um, yeah, they debuted, they debuted a, a tech demo for the Unreal Engine Five, uh, their newest iteration. Uh, but included in this game engine is also always a, a set of tools and systems, and uh, some of some of them we already knew, like uh, the Chaos Physics system, which they showed in the demo as well. Um, that was announced at the reveal of their previous iteration, and is uh, more like responsible for like. Uh, somatic quality visuals in, uh, in real time in scenes with, uh, with massive scales and massive destructions. And also they showed uh, the Niagara visual effect system, which is allowed for which allows for um, particle manipulation. Um, and both of these systems were improved in the new engine, but what they really wanted to show with this new tech demo was two new systems, uh, which they have uh, already uh, included into the, into the engine right now. And that is... Um, uh, already you can kind of like get it from the title of the video which was called Lumen in the Land of Nanite. Uh, a lot of words I didn't understand but anyway. <laughs> Lumen is, uh, is a fully dynamic global illumination solution that immediately reacts to scenes and light changes. And the first thing that I thought when I heard that Ray tracing, we already have that, yeah. come with something new to the table. But anyway, um, this is more like a software approach because ray tracing is, is hardware uh, and it's also it's based on triangles, while this one is, is not. Um, this does mean that it's infinite bounces and indirect specular reflections in huge environments at scales from kilometers up to millimeters. And all of this light is dynamic, meaning that it will also change with the angle of the sun or even if there's like a sudden hole in the ceiling. They showed that really nicely in the demo where mm. all of a sudden there's like you know, the roof, like something breaks and the sunlight like breaks through and like the light like kind of scatters over the environment. It looks, it looks gorgeous. Very impressive looking. Yeah, it does. Yeah, indeed, indeed. And then the other um, uh, like system that they kind of announced was a Nanite and that's a micro polygon geometry that produces triangles so now it does produce triangles i was a bit confused with that uh, but these tri triangles are at the size of a pixel which allows developers to use assets in the in the unreal engines which contain millions or even billions of polygons without hits or big hits to their performance uh, they showed that in the demo with a statue that had 33 million triangles which was already impressive, but then they had a room where they placed 400 of these of these statues uh, in one single room, and all of this, like the entire demo, was running in real time on a PlayStation 5. Mm. Big note though, it was at the uh, 1440. 
1080p and at 30 frames per second. Mm. Um, but in short, things look amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, they should they should start calling it the real engine instead of Unreal because if you look at the at the at the scenes, like it's you almost can't like discern it anymore. Uh, also because they use of course photogrammetry mm -hmm. nowadays with like making these kind of scenes so it looks so realistic already um, there were no specifics unfortunately that were given on virtual reality although their support is promised for the PC VR the PSVR and the Oculus Quest uh, but like I said we all know that frame rates are even higher and more important in the virtual uh, world so it still remains to be seen whether all this like virtual goodiness can be translated to our goggles as well um but uh, we'll, we'll have to wait for that up until uh, early 2021 which uh, they will release a preview first and then a full release will be planned later in the same years nice. in the same year nice did you guys uh, see the see the, the tech demo as well yeah i saw yeah. i saw like uh, you know the stream with uh, was it um jeff knightley um or jeff yeah. keely sorry game fest right yeah and um you know it, as you said it looked amazing you know and like those early ray tracing demos that we saw where you know all this process is is being done in real time it's very impressive tech um and it just means you know ultimately that in the future the games that we play will look more realistic because they'll be naturally lit and you know and it'll be mm -hmm. it'll be done in in a very accurate way you know to mm -hmm. reflect what it would like would would look like in real life like you said you know if a hole gets punched through the ceiling the, the, the rays of light are going to come down and it's going to look super, super nice and natural. Yeah. So I looked a little bit more in that in that global illumination kind of thing mm -hmm. because I was a little bit like, like wh why do we need that if we already have ray tracing? But they had a, a really nice piece of that on, I believe it was Eurogamer. And they explained it like this. I'll, I'll briefly go through it. So most games, they approximate global illumination by pre-calculating it through a system that is called light maps. Yeah. Uh, these are generated offline and are then like, like baked into the scene through through textures. And then you have indeed global Ill illumination, but you can't move lights and the lightning stays the same. And also objects need to stay static because of course the light map is, is baked into that. Um, and then we had ray tracing, like I know Metro Exodus is one of the games that, that uses that, um, but that comes with a, with a cost. Like it's, it's well, pricey first off to get an, an RTX card. Um, so the, the solution that, that the Unreal Engine now is kind of offering is, is, a, is a lighter real-time alternative to the offline light map global illumination that uses a combination of tracing techniques for the final images. So it does provide them the multiple bounces of indirect lighting and sunlight. And in the demo, the same effect is seen uh, for the main character's uh, flashlight. So it's basically kind of like it's like ray tracing. It is ray tracing, um, but it's not exactly the same. And it has to do um, with the way that it handles uh, this indirect lighting. So Lumen uses ray tracing to solve indirect lighting, but it's not triangle ray tracing. Uh, so Lumen traces rays against a scene representation consisting of sine distance fields, voxels and height fields. And as a result, it requires no special ray tracing hardware. And I think that is an important thing to mm. to remember from this. Yeah. Interesting. It's more like a software approach. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to be really interesting because now we're getting kind of sneak peeks at both the PS5 and the Xbox One Series X 
Um, so the console wars are kind of like heating up again. You know, it's been a little while mm-hmm. since we've had a new and a proper new console. You know, the previous ones have been like pros or you know S's. You know, iterative uh, updates. Whereas these seem to be like brand new platforms. You know, um, yeah. So it's really going to be interesting to see those two kick it out between each other. Yeah. And you know, when you throw VR into the mix with the PSVR two potentially, and you know, you never know. Microsoft potentially bringing, um, you know, the Windows Mixed Reality platform to their console, which I think is unlikely at this point because they're quite negative on the fact. But it does look like things are going to get super interesting over the next sort of year or so with, between these two. I don't know. I find it hard to trust um, whenever I see anything that's tied to uh, Sony. They, they they tend to make their stuff look awesome. I remember looking mm. at a Killzone trailer some years ago for I think it was PlayStation 2 or 3. And I was like, holy shit, if this is going to be on the game system, holy God. And it never quite makes it like that awesome on the game system. And we're going to take a hit for VR as well. But lighting is incredibly important. Anyone who's played um, Contractors VR will recognize mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. When you see, uh, you know, the shadow of a dude who, who's obviously going to try and kill you, just creep around a corner or whatever, and you see that, and then you use that advantage. Like, mm-hmm. shadows in VR um, are both A- quite taxing so games you know like whatever it is racing games or whatever uh hellblade things like that oftentimes you have to turn down the shadow settings because it's co- mm-hmm. so costly on the performance yeah. but it's one of the main things that convinces you that this is a realistic situation which mm-hmm. is funny mm-hmm. so those lighting demos um were just awesome when the rocks were crumbling away and the light kind of like especially because it's dynamic because right? it's not like baked light changes yeah. It's uh, it gives it that really realistic kind of feel, and also with like different kind of surfaces, the way that it that you can trace the race, you know that I think that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, and this kind of like loops loops back to the beginning because you know like with Phantom Cover Ops talking about the PC version, you yeah. know because you've got like the water and the reflection of lights bounce off the water. Of course, this is all baked in, like you said, to save on performance. Um, mm. But you know in the future, you know it could be more dynamic with like ray tracing or this sort of technology um but certainly you know the use of the light or or sometimes even lack of it make it feel a lot more realistic um in that scene you know yeah yeah Mm -hmm. because i remember like an early version of like say subnautica that went through where they had the different uh waveforms like they went for a more costly system expensive um even just wave pattern to make the Mm -hmm. game look more realistic and it's funny how shadows or waves water uh, reflections tend to convince us, our human eye, you know, that this place is real. The, the funny mm-hmm. thing is, when when Raddy was going through that, it just reminded me of the um, multi-point demos uh, and and test bed application, 3D Max, I think is what it was called. No, not 3D Max. What was it called? Uh, 3D Max is a is a is a 3D geometry engine that you can you know create stuff mm-hmm. in. Do you guys remember there was a there was a um, it was an app that it had like it was like 1998, 1999. These these you'd run your benchmark uh, application. You'd run on your PC, and it would run like a single point, single light demo, and then would run like a four light demo, and then an eight light demo, and your system would be chugging through these frames. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the name of it. Chat will definitely uh, pick me up on this, but um, I, I I remember like the first time seeing like photorealistic, you know, like graphics. It was amazing. I think it was with with Star Wars Battlefront One, where mm. you know uh. you could play this demo on Tatooine and also go to Endor. I was like, holy crap! I'm like in a movie right now. I'm like watching a movie. I'm not playing this anymore. It looks so so good. I feel like like photorealistic is is something that is still you know quite exotic. Uh, oh yeah, uh, and and that's it's actually interesting you bring that up because I, I find that as well that there's there's a little bit of like we're like transitioning away from like 
like the the more current like modeling techniques yeah. but are going more into like this photogrammetry kind That's of true. direction with like like but, i mean the unreal engine did it now as well because they even kind of like advertise like the mega scans uh, that they that's a website that they where they get their uh, their assets from. But it's from. way more optimized, uh, and it's advertised on there as well. It's way mm. more optimized than than going back the old school way, you know. Because uh, all those those titles that I played that look extremely realistic um, mm -hmm. are performing. Well, you need to be able to run it, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. But uh, you know, having textures like that that are photorealistic are, as far as I know. You know, uh, it takes less power to render those. In the meantime, chats come up with a 3D Mark. I was almost there. Not 3D oh, Max, 3D, 3D Mark. 3D Mark. Yeah, yeah. I used to run those like back uh -huh. in the day when you had uh, like the original Quake demo was like the benchmark. And then uh, I think it was Farpoint was like the next system killer. And then GTA and, you know, used to have these like yeah. benchmark games that were just mm -hmm. trying to eat too much of your they CPU have VR and GPU. benchmarks too now in that. Uh, well, that's what that I'm wondering. Program. Like, do you guys use any um, VR benchmark titles? I mean, Half-Life uh, and Valve games generally aren't the benchmark because they're 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 not pushing the envelope as much. But well, the lab was a benchmark uh, well, once, good. you know, because you could do the, the performance test. But I mean, yeah. after a while, you know, you're at this certain point with your PC that it's like there, it's not relevant yeah, exactly. <laughs> to be benchmarking I, I anymore. <laughs> I I did look up uh, the textures for uh, the Statue of the Warrior and because uh, they, they described it in their blog as well, and they said that. Um, the statue of the warrior that you can see in the temple is made out of uh, eight different pieces. So it's the hat, torso, arms, legs, etc. And each piece has a set of three textures. So the base color, the metalness or roughness, uh, and also the normal maps for like tiny scratches. So in the end, you end up with eight sets of 8K textures. So for a total of 24 8K textures for one statue alone. Which I think is just crazy, insane, right? Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> yeah, gotta love it. I, What's uh, that word? I think tessellation. I, yeah, yeah. If, we if, have like so many gazillion triangles, and you're trying to do all those calculations on the fly. It's still incredible, you know, to think about it that that they're able to render these scenes and sequences. Um, but even the fact that you look back at something like uh, Jurassic Park and think that was th you know 3D graphics back then, mm -hmm. and at some stage you're going to be in a headset with that realistic lighting and shadows and all that stuff and there's going to be a dino chasing you <laughs> and you are going to be Jeff well, Goldblum sitting in the back <laughs> of a Jeep. Well, I think in, in VR there is still so much to explore. Of course like the the uh, the, the regular gaming scene has way more titles that look really good. Well, in VR you still have, you know, a mix between uh, more indie and because that's the thing, you know, uh, engines are, are uh, not necessarily free. Um, mm. But, um, yeah, you can you can see the difference between budgets and stuff, too, with engines. Yeah, course, because some people uh, have to be more creative in that sense. Because if you want, you can buy assets uh, or you have to create your own. So it's like, I'm not a developer, but I do know that some of them have to kind of just use their skills mm. to make it instead of just well, buying a good way to wrap this up then, unless uh, you've got more to add, uh, Rowdy. I still got a question, sure. uh, but I'll, I'll... Can I go first? Yeah, yeah go for it. Yeah, okay. I, I was wondering, what was like your favorite part of the demo? Favorite part of rock the demo. occluding the sun. Uh, so when the rock moves and then the light comes, <laughs> yes. that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, nice. was, that was pretty impressive. 
Yeah. I thought like the 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 moment where this this girl starts to climb up, you know, and you're like, wow, like the also the 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 distance the you see and and how they it, use they use AI for that as well. Yeah, it's mm, it's yeah. amazing. It looks so cool. It looks so cool. What, what about you, Mike? Yeah, I would say the same as him. You know, like with the with the rock. Yeah, that was really impressive. Yeah. It's uh, such a short moment. It's like yeah. two seconds, and yeah. it's just like you go yeah, from like, being oh, like like not yet really convinced cool. to convinced. You know, yeah. <laughs> like this performance. For, for me, it was. Um, I mean. As a gamer, of course, it was the the point that she leaps off of the rock and she starts flying through that through that scene, and I was just like, I want to do that in VR. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't care if it makes me motion sick. Yeah. I don't care. I want to do that. I want a prototype in VR, yeah. and I'm gonna keep on repeating that up until I get it. Well, if e- if EA is watching, they could bring us Anthem in VR, but then a proper legit version of that yeah. multiplayer. Multiplayer, yeah. What? So, hey, so, why don't we get a, a trailer like this for Unity when it launches? I mean, <laughs> well, Unreal yeah. and Unity seem to be the two main go-to engines for VR development. So I'm just wondering, like, come on, Unity, what's coming next from you? I think they had a release last year at some stage uh, with, with a major update. All yeah. I ever hear from developers, though, is, oh, God, now we have to convert all our assets and our code over to the new platform. And yeah. It's going to take us a year. Yeah. Know? As gamers, so, we're, like, super excited because we don't see all the, <laughs> the extra work that has to go right. on behind the scenes to make Sweat. it work. So, but thank you, developers, who you know take the time and effort. Well, we really this, appreciate you, Rowdy. This means that you know that one Minotaur game you once played is gonna be you know with with all these new you know graphics <laughs> and stuff. It's gonna be amazing, dude. It's gonna be so epic. So the question I wanted Probably. to ask to round up this kind of segment was: What do you think is the best looking game in VR right now? It's, oh shit! It's easy. Go on, Half Life Alex. Yeah. Okay. Source Engine, uh, of course. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Asgard's Wrath only because that uh, that intro bridge sequence. The first couple of minutes in the game is just. I couldn't believe the level of texture depth. I think me yeah. and Rowdy might okay. share the same one. Go on, Rowdy. Oh, I'm counting I, I on you, bro. I was not gonna say. <laughs> I was not gonna say Stormlands. Oh, okay. That wasn't the one I was gonna suggest. But it is one of your favorite games. I that is I Lone so. Echo. Yeah. Um, and the reason why I say Lone Echo is because, like, uh, you know, the when you meet the uh, the captain, you know, your 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 companion the in the facial game, animation. The, the facial animation is convincing enough to really make you feel if, like you're <laughs> with a human, you know, and, we're, and we're, that's what's amazing. If we're talking about facial stuff, then I have to also add L.A. Noir because gonna, that's just insane uh, if yeah. you're in there and you're watching yourself in the mirror with this that's face it's, it's like so uncanny that's oh, crazy yeah. but that that's what i was gonna want i was wondering because mike you play a fair number of 2d games as well like um did you play at the original la noir and did it blow you away when it first landed because i only ever touched that once it came to vr and at that stage you can kind of see the blending and that takes it away from me but it is cool you can see the blending when you play it 2D as well. Like I think the problem okay. is with a lot of this tech is that it looks good, but the uncanny valley, you <laughs> yeah. know, feeling is still really strong there. You <laughs> it's know, really and, strong, and, yeah. and it's it's only really when you see like trailers for like The Last of Us Two and stuff like that where you see really see like the advances in like facial animation. And although it still doesn't look realistic, it's still more convincing. Mm. Um, and you know, it, yeah. it's such a difficult jump from convincing to real. You know, that is, it's so difficult. And for years, the gaming industry has tried to, to, to make it uh, look as good as possible. But, you know, when you 
that was the thing with LA Noir is that it w- it was good, but the uncanny valley of like the way that the mouse move, it was just distracting. Yeah, <laughs> made for some good videos. Do you, no. Do you think we're gonna see some remasters in the future? You know, uh, like uh, it's now four years since we have you know, um, let's say uh, consumer VR. Yeah. Um, so you know, the first few titles that came out, maybe we're gonna see some uh, touch ups. Well, the high detail, Lucky's tail, where he looks at you and he's wagging his big feathery tail behind him. Lone Echo 2. Lone Echo 2, I think, is going to be uh, Lone Echo 2 looks great, guys. Like, I played it. It's it's amazing. It's even better than the first one. But hey, uh, you know, the the, the more time, you know, uh, goes on, the better games start to look every time. It still blows my mind. I'm now at this point where I'm like... Well, you know, the way it is now, it's fine for me, but <laughs> if you want to go even deeper, sure. That's the funny thing, because like just recently, obviously, we I don't know if we talked about this on last episode or not, but everyone's talking about Echo Arena on Quest and how amazing yeah. it is. And I think it is amazing, you know, that it is on Quest, you know, playing it wirelessly, yeah. I, I would imagine, I haven't tried it yet, is going to be amazing. But um, everyone's like, play Echo Arena, play Echo Arena. I'm like, I played this game like three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I played this game three years ago and I sucked at it then I probably suck at it still now um, Mike, Mike should take it no, but but it's I interesting get, I, how it comes around in circles I, I get your point where like again we, we spoke about this before where people talk about games that are now like as they are new Yeah, it's the same with hand tracking whoa if you tried to hand tracking I'm like well I don't know but three four years ago I also had tried hand tracking. Have you tried Pixel motion. Ripped? I'm like, I have a video up of, of six years ago of me playing Pixel Ripped. <laughs> like the leap motion. And, and, and yeah, exactly. It's like going, going so, but that, that's the thing. Like new people come and go yeah. and it's, it's, that's the way it, uh, you know, you just got to accept it, Mike. You got to play long echo. And like there was no tomorrow. Yeah. Euro truck and all these things. Yeah. It's going to keep doing that. It's going to keep yeah. doing loops, but that's fine. I mean, I saw someone there who had played Hellblade this week and it's a pretty old game, but like, if you play it in VR for the first VR. time, it's yeah. like, holy cow. I mean, oh, even, yeah. again, the first five minutes is like, wow, this must be what psychosis feels like, you know? It's, <laughs> Very it good. gives you yeah. that kind of emotive contact. But like you said, um, Uncanny Valley is hard to break. Yeah. Very hard to wear, break. wear headphones if you're going to play Hellblade because the uh, the the sound design is in, is like oh. just as impressive as the visual design yeah. of that game. Please um, Xbox make the next one VR, please. Thank yeah, uh, Ninja Theory. They're UK developers actually, so uh, not that far from me. Yeah. Just eaten by Microsoft, weren't they? You go there with your sign, and you're gonna tell them what they need to know. Okay. I will. I'll do that when the lo- when just the put on the sign ends. VR VR yeah. and just and just see if they get the point. I'll do that. Uh, right here. So that is a, a bit of an input into uh, the Unreal Engine 5. Exciting for the whole of the game industry, not mm. just flat games, but also VR in the future as well. So looking forward to seeing the first VR game that utilizes that oh. tech for sure. Um, so now let's hand it over to Zim, find out about the latest releases to look forward to uh, next week. Let's see what we've got in his little bag yeah. of tricks. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> bag of tricks. Like, that, that really uh, sits well because a lot of times I am trying to trick you guys. It's, it's tricks or lies. <laughs> tricks or yeah. lies. Tricks and lies, yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, all right, first one, te- te- Tetris Effect. Um, Nathie already mentioned this, and this is just dropped for, uh, for Quest. So again, $30, 23 pounds. Um, Dropped on the 14th of May. Uh, It is one of the most popular puzzle games of all time, but it's like you've never seen it or heard it or felt it before. Uh, And and from the same people who brought you the award-winning Res Infinite, Hmm. Tetris Effect surrounds you with a fantastic, fully three-dimensional world that reacts and evolves to how you play. Music, backgrounds, sounds, and special effects, everything down to the Tetris pieces themselves, plus dances, shimmers, and explodes in perfect sync while you're playing. 
definitely gave me trancey vibes. And uh, there's like 30 odd levels. It is a deep game as uh, Nathan and I have been going on about it. It truly is an emotional journey, just as they tag it. So if you haven't had an opportunity yet to play the game, and if you have, like me, for a couple of years been looking at PSVR and going, oh, I'd love to play that, now it's on Quest. You have the opportunity wow. to finally take the chance, nice. the listen way to our recommendations, and go play some bloody Tetris. The way they play it in the trailer, I, I'm just so noob. I just suck at, the, oh, I, yeah. I just suck oh. at Tetris, man. Yeah. I just can't do that. <laughs> I, I, I gotta say, this is something I learned years after, probably 11 years after getting married, that my wife is really good at Tetris. We're like sitting down, <laughs> playing on Switch or whatever, and she is kicking my ass. So it's nice that this is not <laughs> multiplayer. <laughs> I could disappear yeah. into my own place and play some fun, well, you know, some pl- some fun like disco club Tetris. That's what this it's just, is all It's about. just escapism. <laughs> you know, it's escapism in its, in its most basic yeah. form. You know, just forget about the real world. Enjoy some blocks. Enjoy some Love blocks. It. Exactly. So that's Tetris on Quest. All right. Next up, uh, this one. Holy cow! On the completely opposite end of the spectrum, from a parental advisory logo, um, this is Gorn, uh, which is now landing on PSVR. Gorn is parental advisory defined um and done like a rap video this is one of those trailers you have to go and watch with the backing track it's amazing okay go please even if you've played gorn go watch their new uh, psvr promo video this is landing on the 19th of may and what is gorn well gorn is uh is probably the only game where i've i've really hurt myself Uh, i nearly broke my (laughs) fist playing gorn and the top comment on youtube is i'm going to destroy my entire room so this is, uh, this is a game where you can uh, clobber your way through round after round of enemy combatants, very much in the gladiator style, and you're going to have memorable champions right the way through. Uh, this is, this is um, an absolutely nutty game. I can't believe it wasn't somehow censored and blocked by countries. Maybe it has been a few <laughs> examples, but this has been dancing around, and it reminded me... The, 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 the squirty, bloody combat reminded me of Soldier of Fortune all those years ago when that first dropped. And you were like, is this even legal? Like, it's that <laughs> level of gratuity. Uh, sorry, uh, grotesque, just combat. As I said, squirty, mm. gory, sensationalized violence, but also really fun physics, crazy weapons. And you get a lot of fun out of it. Just you look like a psycho doing it. That's the only problem. But so. these controllers are like extremely future proof. Those are those are nice. Like I, I I think that that is probably you know the move controllers that Nathan Solden are probably the best controller you can do with it because when you <laughs> smack him against something, chances are you're not gonna hurt yourself or the controller. I've seen so yeah. many snapped like <laughs> Oculus rings. Oh, I've crazy. seen TVs busted, <laughs> screens wrecked, broken hands. I mean, there's all a number of things, and I'm sure the developers are very I proud of themselves. Always wear your wrist straps. I once played it without. There's a video of it too, of me just throwing my controller against my door. It still worked, luckily. But uh, yeah, you can only do stuff like this with. Uh, you see, can you do this with the touch controllers or with the velvet? Oh, well, the you velvet. Know, those audio listeners been are gonna be. But at least the touch controllers work, Nathan. That's the point. That's the point. <laughs> 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 um, but one thing that's funny. I've got a funny fact about uh, Gorn. 
and that is that um, they were getting really popular on YouTube with like uh, you know YouTubers playing the game and having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. But the problem was these YouTubers couldn't uh, monetize any of their content because like it was too violent and gory, <laughs> even though it was animated. So they actually put in a pinata mode where like when you kill the uh, combatants, like sweets come out, so they're like pinatas. Yeah. So, so they... the blood is, is replaced yeah. by, by, uh, sweets. by wow. sweets. Yeah. Candy. So they so oh. they could play their game and still get the ad revenue uh, from playing the game on YouTube. So is little, is, uh, uh, is it still on itch, Gorn? Uh, hmm. I Ooh, bet I you know. still Probably find a build old, of it. That the very old, old, ancient version. The ancient build. Yeah, where they didn't even have like um, people in the audience like talking yeah. to you. But I just remember putting a spear into somebody. The waggly spear, you know, the kind of funky waggly yeah. spear. There's some weird. There's some weird weapons in that game, and uh, they've added a lot to it. So. Very excited for those PlayStation owners. Man, there's going to be a lot of broken televisions out you there. You can destroy all your stuff ready for the PlayStation 5. <laughs> that's, that's what they're planning. Smash up your PlayStation 4 so you can buy a PlayStation 5. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, next one uh, coming out next week on the 21st, uh, this coming Thursday. Space Team VR. So, mm. um, you know, honestly, anyone who says don't panic, teamwork, I think has never been married. But... Um, you know, if you want to assemble a team, you can get up to six space cadets together across, this is the interesting part, VR and mobile devices, um, and it, 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 using tools like the classic ray gun, um, the Stary Sponge 3000, or um, or a, a fire, fire extinguisher, which of course requires no further introduction. Um, you can uh, you can get in with a spaceship and uh, try to keep it afloat as you fly through space with your um your myriad team members. You'll you'll come ac across uh, invading aliens and all kinds of crazy techno babble as you try to obey uh, the computer's instructions and survive uh, through these colorful missions. Um, this is a <laughs> if you're a lonely fella like Rowdy, <clears throat> then uh, two friendly bots will join your crew uh, instead of the usual space team creators. And and this one, uh, if you if if you're if it if it interests you. And your and your mates uh, on Quest and PC VR. It's landing, as I said, next week. Nineteen ninety nine in dollars, fifteen forty nine in pounds. And I also have word to say that a, a PSVR version is in the works. A bit delayed, but uh, that's also look look forward to that later this year. You sure this isn't the sequel to uh, From Other Sons? It really looks. The thing is, it looks like <laughs> yeah. it looks like From Other Sons, where they doubled the player count. From Other Sons, three players. Space Team, six players. There you go. Mm. So um, a friend of the channel, uh, Eric Hartley, said this was uh, like a more accessible version of like uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew. Uh, yeah. That's kind of the vibe it was he was giving him. Um, and then Gamertag also says in the chat that he can confirm that Space Team is zero fun solo. Make sure you've got a team. So, <laughs> zero so fun is, it, is it fun with a team, though? Well, that's what I want to know. I think we need to find out because we've been we've been um, you know threatening to play a VR game together to upload on the channel uh, as, a, as a playthrough. So maybe this should be the one we maybe yeah. should jump in and check it out oh, man. let us know I, what you think in the chat i i would totally get back into a spaceship with you mike I, the last time was, was <laughs> loads of fun. those those screams still haunt me to this very day <laughs> <laughs> those those dr kleiner screams you mean yeah oh god damn yeah i've never <laughs> left so far oh my god <laughs> All right, so that's those are the those are the the fun ones. Um, but the here's maybe ones. a here's maybe a, a funner one. Uh, oh oh I had God. to dive into Steam because I'm always curious what's coming out on Steam. Uh, I know Rowdy's already covering his face there because he should be. So anyway, I was thinking about Kent Buy and I was like, oh, Close Encounter VR for five bucks or four pounds, you can experience the thrill of a UFO sighting and abduction 
You can get abducted <laughs> by aliens, taken away, and brought back to Earth. All in a 10-minute, 360-degree uh, cinematic. I only have one question, Sim. What's that? Do you get probed? <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Um... You know, funnily enough, chat chat was or uh, comments in there weren't weren't saying anything about being probed, but um, I got a feeling maybe. Well, m me playing that game is highly dependent on the answer of to that question. Okay, <laughs> I'll have to research that and uh, come back to you with an answer. I saw that and I couldn't believe it. So anyway, that was your uh, that was your free throw for the uh, for the day. Wow. Uh, one more thing, uh, just worth mentioning again, if you didn't catch it at the outset of the podcast, is um, you know this game, uh, you might love it. As we said, although it might not support right now, uh, Rockstar Games came out with a small title called uh, Grand Theft Auto V. Uh, if you haven't heard of Grand Theft Auto before, then on what planet are you living? Uh, but yeah, it's free <laughs> on the Epic Games Store. Uh, it does require two-factor authentication if you've got an account. Um, so go scramble for your backup codes like I did and go get this thing downloaded. As we said, at the, at, at the moment, uh, like what we had caveated before when, when they pulled uh, Subnautica freebie, uh, this is something you probably want to go and fetch in case of uh, future compatibility. Or if you don't have VR and you've been waiting around for something to do, well, that's a bloody big world to go explore in GTA V. Especially, especially online, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think you actually get, if I'm not mistaken, um, something like 10000 in-game dollars for the online component uh, when you start up. Because I, I got that message. It must be a few million, because if you have 10K, then you might be able to buy some underwear or something. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> well, it's just like the real world. Yeah, I, was say. Well, well, I mean, every week there's something going on in that game. They are still, you know, pushing updates, big updates, small updates. It's insane how much content they have made yeah. for GTA V. Last week you could get, like, Marv suits for free. I've never I mean, played it. And honestly, it was, it was, this is. is the first thing that's actually an, a friend of mine who was trying to convince me to do. I was like, I am not doing it. I'm not going to go download it. And then last night I did. So, um, yeah, they finally they finally bagged Zim on the Epic Games Store, which I haven't the, Next downloaded. week, Zim is sitting here with like red, bloody eyes. Like, yeah. My God, this man, like he goes from Skyrim <laughs> to GTA. Like, I wish I could be playing those games for the first time in yeah. VR. No, I literally haven't. I haven't. I haven't touched GTA Five. I played all the other GTAs, and they're they're great. Um, I do hope, and again, I really do believe that G, uh, like like La Noir, that Rockstar has been dabbling with VR, yeah. and I'm hoping the GTA Six, whenever it lands, has VR support. The so rumors are in twenty two. But uh, can, can you just imagine how triggered the whole gaming industry will be if, if GTA comes <laughs> out as a VR only game? Oh my god! Uh, my, like if Half Life Alex wasn't enough, like GTA, oh my, people will lose their minds. Mike, there will be murders over <laughs> there that. Will there will literally be murders over that. <laughs> yeah. I think. Anyway, that's your laughing. <laughs> that, that, that's your releases for the week. Um, we had Tetris Effect, Gorn, Space Team VR, the Alien one. I won't mention again, and uh, GTA Five for free. Over on Epic Games. Mm. Nice. Nice. I, I would go is... for the alien one. Yeah, I want to <laughs> be abducted. Yeah, that's going to be yeah. fun. I actually uh, once watched this documentary of people who said that they got abducted, like, for 10 minutes as well. So this this could be this could be it, you know? Yeah. There yeah, you nice. go. There you go. Experience it yourself, Nathie. Make yeah. a video. We want to watch it. We want to yeah, see please. you get abducted and probed, probed. probed. <laughs> hopefully it's not like this no 
Um, so let us know in the chat if you've got any questions for us while we round up the show. So just a reminder, this is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show, live streamed every Saturday on YouTube and on Twitch. Don't forget you can also catch the show live in VR using big screen TV. I also jumped into big screen this week, actually. Um, watched a bit of Akira and A Ghost in the Shell in 3D. Looked phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so they really sort of uh, got some amazing updates in big screen. So go and check those out. Um, the show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Spotify. Uh, Rowdy does a lot of work to make sure that sounds beautiful for your ears. Uh, make sure you hit that like button because it shows us that you care. And subscribe to the channel if you like the content for our future episodes of the show, which we do every Saturday. So, yeah, if you've got any questions, now's the time because uh, we've probably got a few minutes. This is the moment to shine. Yeah, we've oh, had a good show, uh, though, <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah. People were saying that I missed something. Last week we talked about mini motor racing, if that's what you're talking about, which is uh, yeah, abbreviated as MMRX. So, yeah, I, we... saw, I saw people asking if there was uh, some quest stuff as well. but uh, Quest stuff? So. If there was some quest stuff? You mean quest Space team is, is quest stuff? Yeah, yeah space, space team, team and Tetris are both quest. Yeah. And plus so. you had like virtual, uh, what was it, Oculus Link update this, this week? Like what, what more do you questers want? Exactly. You're, you're insatiable. You more? They're getting like properly we entitled about. now, you know. We, we, we might as well just rename the show the Quest Podcast because that's what we talk about. <laughs> you want more? F-Quest. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you uh, one thing though, as, we, as I was doing that intro, um, I, I, I'd not been out in this m massive field near me and, and I was thinking, God, I, I would love to do Tea for God or something out in like that terrain. But I yeah. don't think, I don't know if you guys know, but like, the you have to have a horizontal planar place to play with quest still right you it doesn't adapt to kind of like undulating terrain yeah that's true that's well, true yeah, i'm looking forward to that update so <laughs> yeah. please oculus undulating terrain update yeah. next week thanks the best video i've seen of that so far was um yugon virtual who oh, uh who did a video playing uh apex construct yeah, apex. Uh, from fast travel games uh, on the quest on a football field and he had a drone filming it and everything it was yeah. it was Proper awesome. Have you That's also seen yeah. that guy who mapped a Beat Saber map and had to play it sideways by oh, just running yeah. from left to right all the time? And then was just... that Tuj VR? I think it was him. Uh, probably. It was probably Tuj. He does all that yeah. kind of crazy stuff. Also, Quake, uh, like doing Quake in, uh, in in a field. Again, we were talking about earlier. That was side loaded to Quest, yeah. and people were playing it that way. There's there's loads. I can't wait to try like an expansive. Again, not warehouse scale, but like literally field scale well, VR you, experience. You even mapped like two rooms, right? Where you walked from one room to yeah, the other. Yeah, I mapped this, this little... room with a slight tunnel yeah, into the yeah, next yeah. room, walked between them. I and love it was that like, stuff. Like, you know, making was... a room scale area where it's like a maze and you just run through it and you can just see it. It's it's amazing. You can I do your house. Stuff. Even right now, people who have quests, try this. Map, like map literally walking through your house, go down the stairs or whatever. You can map multiple rooms, multiple levels, and you can look upstairs and see, you know, your other level of quest up there so there you go it's almost like a year ago that the quest came out right because i yeah. uh i think that 21st uh, next week is the 21st yeah so yeah, because um, around this time we got our like you know uh review units our press yeah. kits um, yeah that was that, amazing you know uh, being able to have the headset early was was just incredible you know yeah i remember like playing beat saber on my bad and then just jumping on it because i was like i could just play vr wherever yeah. I, and that's just a year ago and it it's 
and now it's so normal where it's like oh i just put my place oh i'm just gonna sit on my chair let's play here or downstairs but then i was like oh i could just you know also just sit in my bed and then just play beat saber and uh, just doing all this crazy stuff also (laughs) turning off the lights seeing if it would work you know and then suddenly i don't see anything anymore what's going on it's 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 crazy a lot has happened in that year a lot has happened so looking forward to seeing what happens in the next year but of course we'll be there to tell you all about it on this weekly VR podcast wow so thank you for tuning in this week we really appreciate you uh, joining us live and obviously those who listen after the fact and the audio version as well so thank you for all your support we'll be back next week with some more juicy VR news for you to talk about so until then have a great week in VR take care and bye bye for now